The Money Show. Small business. Alon Reyes is the founder of Reyes Corp. He's the chief executive of Reyes Corp. And he has managed over the years, after talking to many, 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 many people, to distill six habits of successful entrepreneurs. If he was still alive, Stephen Covey would be quaking in his boots because I think the best he ever got to was seven. You managed to get down to six, Alon. How do you distill six habits of 6,000 completely different individuals, but the, the thing, the most important things they have in common is they tackle the complexity of starting and running their businesses? Good evening, Bruce. Um, I suppose the real answer is it's all the time I had for to spend on your show. That's the real answer. There were far more, but I decided <laughs> to choose the top, the top six so that we would have sufficient uh, or we wouldn't go over time. So that's re- the real reason. Okay, so the Three Million Habits is a, is a longer book um, and nobody's ever going to read it, but they'll read a book about six habits. So what constitutes a habit in your book? How do you develop a, a habit that is useful in the discipline of creating and starting and running a business? Well, Bruce, you know, I've been working with um, entrepreneurs for the last 21 years. We've had about 13,500 entrepreneurs come through our process and what we first decided to do is try to define the word, what does successful mean? So we had to define what that is. And we chose a metric of three or more consecutive years of 50% or more growth year on year. So every year that go by more than 50% for three years or more. That's our definition of success. Right. You don't go. Then, you don't. You don't go. You don't go easy on people. Clearly, I mean that's a, a magnificent and significant growth rate. But if you got your wits about you, it's possible. Yeah. So you know, within the context of small business, arguably it's off a low base, and sure. um, it's in an emerging market, and there's you know that that J curve that's occurring in the business. Most businesses crash and burn. Uh, in in that on that journey for for reasons we might get into another another time, but what we looked for was that they managed to keep consistently growing, and our belief was that they had put insufficient process, people, um, and capital into the business to sustain that growth beyond there. So uh, I'm I'm just trying to give a very crisp sure. definition right now of what what success is. And, and we picked up, you know, uh, uh, six or, or more habits that, and we looked at habits and what, what we looked at habits was, was what was common amongst these entrepreneurs and what did they repeatedly do? So it wasn't what they did once because sometimes, as they say, you just hit a chalak, you know, you just get lucky. But what were they doing consistently and trying to look across the, you know, the, the, the whole spectrum of everyone we surveyed to see what was common. And I, I think some are um, things that you would expect and some were not things that we expected. I mean, one of the things I, I, you talk to people when they're starting their businesses and they've got such a clear view, they've got such a clear vision, they've got such a clear a sense of purpose. That's what they've got. Um, and you kind of talk to them a year later and they're still going, but this is what we're doing. And you say, but that's what you were doing a year ago. Um, have you not moved on? And they go, no, 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 no. Very, very clear about our purpose. We're very clear about our vision. I mean, is that one of the things you might consider? 
Yeah, so that was uh, the first habit. We 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 call it the the, the, the they have a habit of uh, iterating their vision quarterly, and so we looked at uh, the, the so they were very close to their vision, very very close. And what I mean mean by that is they were kept it well oiled. They kept iterating it, kept kept sculpting it, kept working on their vision. What was interesting is many of them, m most of them. Um, articulated their vision not just in words but in pictures and diagrams and and they like worked on these like a work of art like you would keep coming back to it and the the average time spent or the average interval between um, working on their visions was quarterly approximately every three months they would go back to their vision you know chop off a bit there add on a bit there you know, you know, polish this a bit. And and that's, you know, that was the habit they formed. So three or four years or five years into it, they, was, they, they were used to it, it became a habit. What is also interesting, I, I, I read a, a book recently, also around vision, and, and the author uh, spoke about the fact that companies that, or entrepreneurs that lose touch with their vision, in other words, they get stuck into their day-to-day uh, work, you know, all the fires they have to put out. They lose touch with their vision and they, they, they work, then work in their business, not on the business as we often hear. And then once they've lost touch with their vision, it's tickets for them. They just sort of meander off in, into the ether. And you can't be, you know, vision is all well and good, but you can get lost with that and you can go away with the fairies and, and vision yourself into a stupor. If you're not tracking your progress, if you're not monitoring each and every single pressure point in your business, surely you're dead in the water before you begin. So, Bruce, that's the second um, habit is the habit of tracking progress. They were quite obsessed with uh, their progress. Um, and it was quite broad. It was their personal net, net asset values, their NAVs. They were obsessed with tracking budgets, objectives. And what I found interesting also was that they often would track it in groups. In other words, they would have two or three uh, mates who were entrepreneurs that would sort of meet once a, a month or once a quarter and, you know, compare notes in terms of we've grown this month and or I'm behind on my objectives. So they, they almost had uh, buddies that would kept them accountable to their, to their progress that they had set out in terms of their vision and their targets. And there are lots of adverts on places like Instagram and on LinkedIn saying, this the the best CEOs in the world read sixty books a year. Well, no, the what is it? The average CEO reads sixty books a year. And I thought to myself, if the average CEO reads sixty, what does a good CEO read? Um, but I think there, there's a a point to be made in the value of lifelong learning, the value of reading, and broadening your your view of the world. Yeah, so, so that was also, that was habit number four, which was that they read a lot and they make a habit of reading. But what was interesting also was the subjects, um, personal development, management, leadership, and strategy. But this was the thing that I loved most is they read whilst taking notes. So they read with a pen and paper. In other words, they want to learn. They're not just reading just to get through the book. They're reading to actually uh, learn, take down notes. And very often they would have to-do lists that come out of reading. So it wasn't just this pleasurable thing. It was very deliberate, a very deliberate habit to 
reinforce their knowledge base and keep them up, a sharp uh, for the, the stage of the business that they were at. And what, that was another interesting um, little nuance is that the, the, they read differently at the beginning of their business when they started their business to when they were, let's say, five or ten years in. What they started reading was different things. In the beginning, it might have been like cash flow, very technical stuff. Later on, it became about, in the middle, it was more around management. And sort of 10 years in, it was more around leadership. So there was a, also, you see a shift in, in what they are reading on. Uh, that's so interesting. Uh, do you know many successful entrepreneurs who fly by the seat of their pants? People who wake up in the morning and have got no idea what the day is going to bring and they thrive on adrenaline, Red Bull, Red Bull and coffee enemas or whatever it is that they thrive on um, and they just somehow manage to, to coin it. Or is the process of planning and strategizing absolutely critical is it possible to do it without being a planner so the the my, my um research research shows that um, uh, that they plan a lot they they and they have a, a a habit of planning so it's not just that they plan a lot they it's habitual in other words every sunday night they plan for the week um Every evening, they plan for the next day. If they've got presentations, they plan for presentations. They plan for everything. And, they, they, and you know, the, that uh, picture of the entrepreneur shooting from the hip is, is perhaps for, for some types of entrepreneurs. But the successful entrepreneurs are contrary to that image of very good planners and enjoy planning and feel safe under the planning. The chaos of an entrepreneurial life, planning is a little respite of uh, <laughs> predictability. You can't be chaotic in the chaos because that's just, uh, you, you lose control. And I suppose they've got to be incredibly organized. But maybe the most important thing, and maybe it's a, th a thing we talk about often, but it's the, the ability to think, the ability to, and this is part of planning perhaps, or maybe it's bigger than planning, the ability to zone out. Um, Bill Gates in you know, Inside Bill's Brain talks about, you know, he goes off with his like, pick and pay cloth bag of books, the weirdest you know, yes. billionaire with a terrible bag. And he goes off and he reads and he thinks. And sometimes he thinks and he reads, but mostly he reads and thinks. Um, and, and this notion of thinking seems like such a luxury. But without the ability to think, how do you actually grow and develop? Yeah, so Bruce, that, that was number six. It was that they make a habit of um, thinking. And, and what was interesting is that they're very deliberate about thinking time. It's not random. It's very deliberate. So they would make thinking time, just like we see, you know, on the, with, with Bill Gates. Um, they, it's, it's, it was interesting. What came back was they, they even used uh, that, that uh, a couple of... Uh, Tip, or they tipple to help them think. So they would so they would have a drink to relax them and then they would use that to think. And then same as reading, they would think with a notepad and a to-do list. So they wouldn't just randomly just let their minds wander. But as soon as there was a thought or an idea, they would capture it. And that capturing then would turn into action, which would inevitably turn into success. Alon Reyes, Chief Executive and Founder of Reyes Corp. Thank you. Six Habits of Successful Entrepreneurs. You can't just wing it. Maybe you can for a bit, but at some point, it's going to all come crashing down around you. But thinking, being organized, reading, planning, 
being fastidious about tracking your progress. And of course, that vision, keeping it oiled and communicated and evolving, not changing, but evolving, iterating your habits often, in this case, quarterly, Alon Reyes. Thank you.